leftovers. Or the DMV. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Wood knocking, stone clacking, and chimp-like creatures in the woods. Now I'm often asked about wood knocking and whether it's worth trying it or not. Now the simple answer is, I'm unsure. Some people swear by it, others avoid it at all costs. Honestly, I think it's something the individual has to decide for themselves. When it comes to investigating or trying to form a relationship or attract something out or to announce your presence, it has to be you who decides that. Whatever works for you is what you should do. Now there are many reports of strange wood knocking or stone clacking or trees snapping and breaking. I often hear one very loud knock as I enter an area and I wonder if that is a warning to anyone around that a human has stepped into the wood. So I stopped knocking a long time ago for that reason. However, that does not mean I'm suggesting you should change your technique as what works for you is what's important. There must be a reason for this habit as it is heard so often by people who cannot always locate the knocker. There is also a very handy clap technique that is used by many of the world's indigenous tribes that could be what we mistake for wood knocking. You kind of cup your hands in front of your mouth, make an O with your mouth and cup your hands in front of your mouth and you kind of together and it's really strange, obviously I can't do it because my hands are really so but if you've got gloves on, it makes an even louder noise again. And it makes a noise that carries quite far. And you don't need to use a stick or expose yourself hitting a tree or carrying one round with you. And it is one of the theories that's behind wood knocking. Um, there's also this clacking noise that's mentioned, this stone clacking or mouth clacking kind of noise. Um, and there was a witness at Core Hill Wood, um, September 2016, and this report came into Jason Parsons of BBR, and he said, I've been picking my walks uh, carefully over the past few weeks, and today I decided to go into my local woods, which were approximately one mile away from home. It was around 7pm when I set off, and as soon as we got there, we, being me and my daughter, we decided to walk off the beaten path which you would not normally do. We walked about a quarter of a mile in and I started to see shelters made against trees with branches, lots of leaning sticks and twigs. And at this point, sunset would have been about quarter to eight. So it was already starting to get dim set or kind of dusk or twilight. I'm stood looking at these branches and sticks. Someone, something had gone to a lot of trouble to pull branches big enough to make these structures that I think a couple of men may have struggled with without a machine. And there were no marks on the ground to suggest how they'd gotten here. It just did not make sense at all. We left the area and we continued for about half a mile pushing further in. And there I find another branch or stick shelter. I presume it's for cover, 
but this one was made much lower to the ground. Now it wasn't a brush craft, a survival shelter, I'm familiar with those. This is very different and almost blended into its surroundings. At this point we were following an animal trail and as we got further into woods the track started to get thinner and a little more overgrown with plants and shrubs and, bra and ground cover. So I decided to try a couple of wood knocks but when I did them nothing replied. So we carry on walking and in between the trees where it's clear people don't walk I find this weird stick standing up straight and it stood vertically in the soil between the leaves. It's like all the bark had been peeled off and it had been kind of rubbed smooth, the texture was so smooth and it felt like it had been held or handled for some time. My dog kept sniffing around it, very intrigued. It was upright and it looked like a wizard's staff or a walking stick or something. So we move around about 80 metres further up the path and it's at this point that it begins to feel creepy. Just suddenly, out of nowhere for some reason, we are both spooked. I did a wood knock again, but nothing, and we just stood there in silence. Then we could hear birds fluttering in the trees above us as if someone was moving off. Then total silence again. Nothing. No singing. No sound at all. It's getting late now and the light's fading fast. So with my torch in my right hand we continue about another 50 metres or so. Then to our right I estimate about 70 metres away. Snick goes a stick as it's been stood upon. We stand completely still in silence. We were clearly where people don't walk very often at all, not really knowing what to do. Nobody really should be in here with us. We find a big green bush to our left that's kind of looked like something had been laying down in it, almost bedded down. And at this point, it started to feel really strange. My Patterdale Terrier's ears pricked up and the dog was looking intently into the dense woods. Right. We had enough at this point and we turned back and we walked fast in the direction we come from. As we were halfway back, snick goes another stick. But still around 50 or 60 metres away I'd say. As we're walking, I'm flicking my torch in the woods and I turn round looking in all directions but I could see nothing. We start to walk faster to the car which is now less than five minutes away uh, because I'd parked it in the woodland car park. We have to use a big dirt gorge to climb down one side and then make it up the other. I'm stood at the top of this gorge, looking back the way we come, and I'm shining the torch back and forth and I couldn't see anything. Nothing but silence and complete blackness. I set off again a little faster down the hill and back to the car. My daughter is first in the car and she locks the door and she locks the one behind her. My Patadel Terry is at my side and we get closer to the car. I'm still in the woods for a few metres when Snick goes under the stick to my left. This time it's only 25-30 metres away. So it's clearly getting closer. The dog goes mental at this point and lets off a warning growl. Something she doesn't do very often at all. The growl worried me as it was low. Something I've only ever heard from her once before when a pit bull went for her. She backed off and stood behind me, which she never does. 
She's a really loyal dog and she'd normally, she would take the lead and stand out in front and defend me. But that night it was the other way around. She pauses and sniffs the air again, over and over. And this just gets her back to growling in a millisecond. Suddenly, I get a whiff of something horrible. By this point, my pulse is racing. The smell was strange, kind of like musty, damp, woody smell, but with the added whiff of an animal. At this point, I jumped in the car. The dog was in faster than me. I reversed and I spanned the car around and pointed the lights on the trees. But even like up, it was just too thick to see anything in there. I am not sure what the hell was out there. But my dog doesn't ever freak out on woodland walks, ever. The woods are literally on my doorstep. I've been up there loads of times as a kid and throughout the years growing up. I'm almost 40 now and I'm only just learning how to track these things and what sign to look for. But never have I ventured off the beaten path before. I've always stuck to the track. I didn't realise off track just how dense and thick the woods can be. But I can now say that. But living in a valley of 18,000 people, I've never heard anyone talk about anything up there. When half-eaten sheep and lambs disappear or animals with mutilated carcasses were found, which happens a lot, it's always put down to the beast of Bodmin. Stracker, strange wood knocks, screams and tree breaks. And it's 2018 this happened in. He says, I would like to inform you all of a sighting I had in Stracker in Argyll in Scotland. I was out riding on my mountain, bike, my mountain bike on the mountain bike trail when I started feeling a little weird. I can't really describe the feeling, to be honest. It was like I was being watched from the trees. As I was sorting my gear out for the bike, I could feel something watching my every move, and it was horrible. I got my stuff packed up as quick as I could, and I started cycling down the hill towards the village as quickly but as safely as possible. I did not want to go down there in these woods, feeling like I was being watched and observed by an unseen animal. As I was heading down the hill, I heard a high-pitched howl, followed by wood knocks coming from the bottom of the hill, where I was quickly rushing down to. I have to keep going through that way. There is no way of going back. So I carry on down the hill to find a tree pushed over the path, blocking the path. I grabbed the bike and scrambled over it and rode out. Thankfully, after that, I never heard anything else. Now, also in 2018, we have Dalmally strangers, rock clacking, tree knocking and crazy drivers. My name's Paul and I recently came across your website regarding strange phenomena and large hairy creatures sighted around the British Isles. And having read some of the accounts, I felt I wanted to share a peculiar experience I had whilst on holiday in a valley situated three miles eastward from Dalmally in Scotland. My mother and I joined my brother and his son and their crossbreed terrier called Max for a very secluded one-week family holiday in an isolated cottage. Now the cottage was situated between the hills on either side of us in a narrow valley and it was earlier this year, 2018. Now the valley was covered in dense woodland, mostly on one side and on the south side the hills were barren and a narrow road ran through the vale for approximately 11 miles before joining the main thoroughfare in the direction of Fort William. 
a river also ran along the foot of the hills on the south side. Now one observation was the fact that this valley was very eerily quiet and I did notice that there were no birds singing in the daytime, which I thought was very strange. I was also very conscious of the isolation of the cottage and I sensed that the area had an uncanny feeling about it despite the fact that people could be seen cycling or walking or driving by on occasion through this valley at various times during our stay there it just felt very eerie the silence of the area was such that you could hear the sound of the river flowing accompanied by the occasional bleating of a sheep dotted along the southern slope now my strange encounter begins with me walking Max the dog with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Along the road heading westerly away from the cottage with the river to my left which could be seen and heard it was a hot sunny day and it was clear crisp sky was blue and as we walked you could see the hills in the distance towards fort william and this was very picturesque to see after i'd walked about two miles the road began to dip downwards and the river to my left began to divide in places and part of the river came even closer to the roadside where there were trees banked along the left side and a heavily wooded hillside to my right. So I began to reach down, walk down the road and prior to this point, the wooded hillside had been separated from the road in places by this marshy looking field on the north side of the valley. Now, however, the scenery had changed and the views in the distance had disappeared along with the view of the river, which had now become blocked in places due to a boundary of trees that aligned the roadway. It was at this point that I became suddenly aware of the intensity of the silence that surrounded me. Then suddenly, as I inched further forward under the trees that were now on either side of me, I heard the sounds of stones being tapped together. And this was followed by intermittent chipping sounds as if someone or something was using the stones to crush something. As I listened to this strange noise, I slowly moved forward to get a clearer view of the river and I attempted to see who or what was making the noise. Although I could very well clearly see parts of the river which had become much wider in expanse across the valley floor, I could not see who or what was bashing the stones together as I looked through the gaps in the trees. I was able to observe that the riverbed at this point was very stony and across the river I could clearly see a pile of stones on the opposite bank of the river that had been manually stacked up to about three feet high. 
I could still hear the chipping or bashing of the stones that seemed to be coming from the other side of the river, only about four to five hundred yards away. Suddenly, I became very afraid for some unknown reason, as I was unable to explain what the nature of this bizarre incident was. I decided that it might be unsafe to proceed, so I turned back and headed back the way I'd come. I could still hear the noise of stones being smashed together as they moved away. Now the area began to open up again to the meadows on either side, and the sound I heard earlier began to lessen. I'd gone about a quarter of a mile, when all of a sudden, from the dense woodland of pine trees now on my left, I heard a loud knocking sound. This time it was the sound of wood being bashed against a tree. Suddenly startled, I stopped and I looked and I stared into the woods to see if I could see who or what had made the noise. But I could not see into the darkness of the tree line. It was approximately about 200 yards away from where I was stood. Suddenly, I was disturbed by a second loud knock from the same section of woods, which made me jump with fright. I then spoke in a loud, shaky voice that whoever you are making that noise, I intend you no harm, and I hope to receive no harm from you. I saw nothing, and the noise did not occur again. So I began to walk back um, to the cottage. Along the way, I, I was passed by a four... Oh, along the way, I was passed by a four... Big four-track vehicle being driven by a female. And as I stepped into the verge on my right, the driver suddenly veered her vehicle directly at me. She was forced me right onto the verge and narrowly missed me by a few inches. Now this incident made me respond angrily at the driver and I raised my fingers in a gesture as she drove on into the distance. From where I heard the bashing of the stones at the point where the road went downhill. On my return to the cottage, I relayed this to my family about what had happened. I felt that the sounds I heard were the type of noises consistent with the behaviour of Bigfoot and I informed my family to be careful when out and about on their own as I believe the solitude of this valley to be very conducive to Bigfoot activity. This may also explain the eerie silence that I felt from the first day I entered this valley and the lack of birdsong etc. Thank you for listening to my story and I hope that others will be encouraged to share their experience no matter how trivial it may seem to them at the time. Thank you, Paul from Hampshire. Now we go to the Barnwoods Hairy Creature, 2013. I live in Spalding, Lincolnshire, and around 5.30pm, I went to walk my dog at Barnwoods. It was a cold night with a bit of rain just starting, and I got there, so when I got there, there just weren't many people around. It was a miserable night. I went up to the lake area where there was a bench to rest before I moved on. But I know Bourne has its fair share of cat sightings, so I was always on the lookout because I loved the cryptid side of the UK. I was hoping I'd see a big cat, or a cat print. So I sat there for a long time and finally I just decided to go and have a look around the trees back there. As I walked away from the bench I could hear what sounded like two rocks being smashed together, together in the near woods behind me. It was a clacking noise, so I assumed some kids were mucking about, so I thought, oh, it's time to leave. But on the way back to the car, I realised something was following me. There was something 
keeping up with me in the trees to the side of me. I was being followed by someone making grunts and it sounded like they were coughing and spitting. I don't think they were trying to be stealthy. I think I was supposed to hear it. So I turned around and I could not believe what I saw. There was a creature watching me from within the trees. It had reddish coloured hair all over its body and it was about four and a half feet tall, but it was hunched over, not standing fully upright. It was also crouching with a stick in its hand behind the tree. And it watched me for a second and it sized me up and moved off into the trees. So I followed it. I don't know why I did that. I did it without thinking. I just walked off after it as it walked away until it just seemed to vanish. It was nowhere to be seen. It was almost like it had just sunk underground. I finally realised I could be in danger and I left scared and a bit confused. Wood knocks at night, 2016. Now I was contacted by a lady who lives in the Chesterfield area in the UK and the lady wished to report strange wood knocks coming from the wood line that is next to her property. Now this is her account in her own words. On Thursday, I went outside to clean the Hoover Park and it was quite late and about 2am in the morning and I'm not a very good sleeper and I'm usually up most of the night so I catch up on a job saw the housework in the hopes of tiring myself out. I'd taken my vacuum apart and I was tapping the Hoover Park to clean it into the bin outside. When I stopped I heard three very quick taps copying the noise that I had just made. And they came from the wood line next to the house. I was puzzled by this, but not scared. So I tapped again, and I got a similar reply. Now the weird thing about this was about five minutes before this tapping had happened, all three of my cats came flying past me, all together heading straight into the house. And not one of them went back out that night. And they stayed within the house, which is something they never do. I know I'm in the UK, but I have never heard this before and I've lived here for several years now. Now the wood line is about 150, 200 feet from my home and there's also a railway that runs through that wood. And I looked on the UK Bigfoot sightings map and it seems that I live in one of the most reported sighting areas in the country. And I wondered if anyone else had this kind of experience and could it be Bigfoot related? I would love to go out and check it out, but really, I wouldn't know where to start. Porter's Bray Wildman, Hiding in the Forest, 2015. Now this report came into Charmaine Fraser, and the incident occurred around the 1970s. And I know that's a while ago now, he says, but I've never forgotten about it. So even now, I'm confident about what's happened and what I saw. About 45 years ago, I was with my then girlfriend um, and we were parked on a forestry road at the junction of Landykes Bray and Porter's Bray on the road to Colts. Now the area is heavy woodland and it's used for forestry. Now this junction we were parked up in is about a mile and a half from Kennaway in Fife. I was parked about 300 yards up the Tarloist forestry road and the trees to the left of me had been cut down for about 50 yards and the floor had been completely cleared up to the tree line 
and all the wood and lumber had been stacked up at the side of the forestry road. Now there was a full moon and you could see right across the clearing to the standing trees. And my girlfriend said she saw something moving in the clearings. To which I said, oh, it's no doubt it'd be a fox every day. After a while I fell asleep in the car and I was well away until my girlfriend shook me awake and said, there's something moving behind the stacked trees next to the car, much closer than before. And it'd been moving around us for a while now. I wound the window down and I banged on the door on the outside. But the creature, or whatever it was, was unfazed. It never moved. I then jumped in the driver's seat and reversed the car so the headlights shone in the direction of this creature. To my shock and amazement, the creature stood up straight. And for only a second or two, I could see it clearly. This thing stood around eight feet tall and it had a white grey chest and face and the rest of its body was black. It looked at us one last time and then it took off in the direction of the forest and vanished from sight. We were both confused and we just sat there trying to think what it could have been. And then it came back. This thing started throwing sticks at the car. They weren't little sticks and you could hear them hitting the car with a thud. Then we heard crashing going through a line of young beech trees near the car. We just drove out of there and my girlfriend did not want to return. So I went back the next day with my brother and we went to look for tracks or signs, but it had been raining and we found nothing. I later asked a man I know who worked all his life in these forests if he knew anything about what we saw, but he said he'd never come across anything like it. Wood knocks at Great Fen. October 89. I had a very strange encounter near the River Waveney on the Suffolk side of the border. I was walking along our field boundary and from the other side of the ditch, about my head height, I heard two loud knocks on a tree trunk. I stopped to see what it was and I heard very low and loud breathing. Now this breathing was only about 15 feet away. I could see nothing. I could hear it but I couldn't see it. I checked for anything rubbing together or knocking together, but it was a dull, windless day. This knocking went on for about a minute. And when I couldn't explain it, I became unnerved. I don't know why, and I walked away. It, as I said, it happened in October. It was about 2 p.m., 89. Until I learned about wood knocking, it never made any sense to me, that incident. I mean, can they render the person unable to see them, perhaps? I feel the knocks were done to make me stop. That's the impression I got. And quite recently, I found a four-stick formation in the shape of knots and crosses. Has anyone seen anything similar to this? Also, I've had my name called out, and so has my mum. Tricks have been played on us. Our water butts are drained and turned off. I check them for leaks and there are none. Now we live in a very quiet but remote area and the landscape has changed little for generations. Woodlocks at Leap Moor Forest. We've had some heavy snow here and I had a day off so I decided to spend an afternoon at Leap Moor Forest in Clyde, just above the village of Inverkip. I thought that if there was any footprints it would be easy to see them in the snow. I didn't see any footprints or any other evidence and it was a very difficult forest to navigate through 
as much of it is used by the forestry service and the trees are packed very close together. I didn't see another soul the whole day I was up there, but I did have a very odd experience. I'd been imitating wood knocks using a technique some researchers use by cupping my hands together in front of my mouth. And some people believe this is what Sasquatch do rather than actually knocking on a tree. So for the first hour or so, I heard absolutely nothing. But the top of the hill on the forestry edge, I tried again. And this time I received two wood knocks that came back from one part of the forest. Then about five seconds later, two knocks came from a completely different direction. And it was definitely not an echo because the pitch of the knocks was different. I just wish I'd been recording at the time, but you live and learn. I don't want to make too much of it, but it certainly was odd. And after that, I had the feeling I was being watched and I couldn't shake it. The Thrunton Wood Knocks and Noises, 2016. I was contacted by a fellow researcher and he advised me of two strange incidents that could be wildman related perhaps. Now, the witness knows of two friends and the first friend goes walking and camping often um, up in Howard, Thrunton area. And he said that while he was camping alone in Thrunton Woods, he was unsettled by sounds outside his tent. When he went to investigate and found nothing, he checked around the area and when he returned to the tent, all the pegs had been pulled out. So he left and camped elsewhere. But he felt very uneasy about the whole experience. And the second gentleman told him about some people who went climbing up the crags at Thrunton and they heard wood knocks or sounds of wood knocking up there. Now another report from the Thrunton area um, came in on 2015 and it's about um, a terrible odour and, and crashing and banging within the woods. I had an experience in Thrunton Forest with a friend in June 2015. I didn't have a visual sighting as such, just the most god-awful smell and something crashing through the bush in our direction. We tried to search the area for some dead animal, but it was very thick and we found nothing. I go to this forest a lot and I often feel like I'm being watched. On the 28th of June, myself and a friend from Australia travelled to Thrunton so I could show him the caves on the crags. We followed the red trail to where it splits and we joined the trail on the north side, the trail that leads up to the old part of the woods. About 50 yards onto the trail there was some crashing going on in the bushes, which is very thick there, and then a truly disgusting smell appeared in the, on the breeze. It was kind of like body odour mixed with wet dog, but it was also quite murky, but worse. We both stepped into the bush, split up and went in two routes to see if there was a dead animal. There was not any to be seen and no visual source of the smell. We were both puzzled. And then we hear more heavy crashing moving away from us and the stink faded along with that crashing noise. And we came out and we carried on up the crag for the rest of the day, coming back the same way with no trace of any odour or noise. I'm up at Thunton Forest a lot and sometimes you definitely know something is watching you. The Harwood Farm figure. Now many of you know Fell Wanderer and it was Fell Wanderer who sent this report over to me a number of years ago now. And he said a farm worker recently revealed that he's seen something in Harwood Forest, Northumberland. And he spoke to Fell Wanderer about it. 
And Fall Wanderer asked him, have you ever seen anything unusual up here? Um, and the farmer says, not through the day, but there was one night and it was dusk and I was checking the livestock and there was a very tall figure walking across the field. But I did not think anything of it until I got home and I thought it was way too big to be a person and I've never seen it again. I got home and I thought it was just way too big. It stayed on my mind. I've never seen it again since though. It is a very interesting place up here, but it can be eerie. I don't know what you think of the forest over there, but it was very strange, all those logs and sticks arranged like that, sticking up in the air. That could just not happen with the wind because I've never seen any other woodlands like that. And it would have to be something very strong to stick a log in the ground like that vertically. And what about all the dead animals that I found in there? That's very strange. I saw the tall figure on the farm, and as I said, it was about seven feet tall. And Harwood Forest is not far from our land. Fell Wanderer said, I've camped in the forest a few times on my own, and I've heard strange sounds and wood knocks and breaks happening in the early hours of the morning when there's no wind and no one around for her miles. Who could be clowning around out there? I've seen possible prints of recorded wood knocks that got responses to my tree knocking. I've seen trees snapped in an unusual way, um, even snapped in the shape of the letter W. I found sheepskins and wool remains up in a tree and what looked like a sheep had been sheared on the edge of the forest. There was loose wool was also found further in, as if the sheep had been dragged across the forest floor. One guy told me while camping in Upper Coquetdale, I don't know how to say that, he had a titanium kettle crushed when there was no cattle in the field. And another person while camping at Thrunton Woods went to investigate a noise and when he returned to his camp found his tent messed with. I'd like to know more about the dark figure that you saw in the field and if possible the location and what time of year the sighting occurred and anything else you can remember said Foil Wanderer. We think that they move into the area in winter to take sheep, as there have been sheep remains found deep within that forest. And the farmer says, Oh, I know what you mean about the sheep. They're very heavy to move, but I've never had the chance to go deep into that forest. At the farm here, we've had chickens and sheep and tools and corn go missing. And just on Saturday, I had a hammer thrown at me when I was in the shed. And this was about midnight. It was when I was checking the lambs. Lots of strange things happen around this farm and on this land. And now we go over to Ireland. A couple see Bigfoot in Ballybowl in Northern Ireland, 1998. Two people saw an ape-like creature in a small wooded area of Northern Ireland. Caroline Breen, a 53-year-old woman who works as a pet sitter in Glenware, said she and her husband were walking some of the local dogs in Ballybowley Forest when the alleged creature was seen. And Mrs Breen stated, we were walking the dogs and as we approached a small patch of dead trees, we caught sight of something crouched behind the bushes, she explains. We thought at first it was a human hiding there trying to stay unseen. But as it raised its head in the air, we saw it clearly. And the dogs were agitated, she said. Mrs Breen says her husband walked towards the creature and then it began growling at him. I told him to step back, but he ignored me. He thought it was a chimpanzee or something. He got closer to it and when he was within 15 feet or so, it reared up on its legs 
It was very tall and it was carrying a big stick. The creature then reportedly smashed the stick against a tree a number of times and then took off at high speed. Mrs Breen says the ordeal lasted about four minutes. It ran so fast through those trees like it had done so a thousand times. The creature was described as having a chimpanzee-like face but with a much broader nose and it was covered in dark black fur. Breen recalls the animal being approximately around about eight feet tall. I don't know if this was a Bigfoot, but my husband didn't think we got those type of things in Ireland, she said. And Mrs Breen, who had previously laughed at other stories from the woods her mother had told her in the past, says she now knows there is a weird ape roaming the woods of the British Isles because she's seen it. So as I said in the beginning, it's really up to you whether you knock on wood when you're out and about or whether you stay stealthy and silent. You knock, you may get a reply, or you may get chased from the woods. Each person is as individual as the thing that they are seeking. Trust your gut and follow the subtle hints your body will give you. In each of these cases, the people felt watched or unnerved, or as if something was kind of stalking them within the woods. If you're worried about a situation like that, back off slowly, and move back the way you've come um, and just be careful out there we're in dark places sometimes where a simple mechanical injury like a slip or a fall could be disastrous for some of us so just think about what you're doing when you're out there and I would suggest that if you see a creature in the woods you don't follow in after, um, after it just watch it from afar and let it go about its day I think that was probably the best thing that you could do um, but, you know, that's me being flipping on a, on a serious note. We do need to watch what we're doing when we're out there. There are lots of dangers out there, not just from, you know, cryptids. Um, there are times when you're out and you're so excited about things that you find that you forget about your surroundings and where you are. And it can go dark on you really quick. So it's just a simple thing. Carry a torch in your pocket, even if you go out at four o'clock. Stick a torch in your pocket just to be on the safe side and take a bit of extra water. But, you know, I'm not your mum. You've had enough nagging of me for today. So I hope you've enjoyed uh, the videos. Please let me know if the audio is better on this one because I'm about four apps in and I'm hoping to find the best one. But uh, new microphones come now, so I am living in hope that we are a-okay. So let me know in the comments, please, if you don't mind. So until next time. Thank you all very much. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.